Let's face it, 2020 has been an extremely interesting and challenging year for many. I must admit, the first couple of months of quarantining was challenging for me as it pertained to my productivity. I just couldn't seem to get motivated to do much due to all that was going on. Not to mention, Nashville had just been hit by a tornado around the same time the nation was being hit with the pandemic. It was like a right and a left hook. Well, this week, I wanted to share a rewind episode that I did with a young lady by the name of Monica Fay. Monica Fay is going to share with us how to organize our life for success. I thought this would be a great rewind episode as we come to the close of 2020 and as we think about what is it that we really want to do with our lives and with the things that we had planned for 2020 that maybe has gotten pushed to 2020. One, you really don't want to miss this. She did an excellent job in this interview in helping us to really think about organizing our life for success, helping us to get back on track so that we can achieve the things that we really want to achieve with our lives and make the impact that we really want to make. So we're just going to hop right into the episode, and I hope that you enjoy it this week. My guest today is a certified organizer and a current member of the National Association of Professional Organizers. Monica Fay, founder of Totally Normal Chaos, a professional organizing company, is an organizational consultant who teaches systems of productivity to individuals and corporations. She also trains professional organizers how to start and grow a profitable organizational business. She is the founder of the soon-to-launch tech startup Fit Candy, a software application which aims to change the way people shop for clothing online forever. Welcome, Monica, to the podcast. Hello. Thank you for having me. You are so welcome. So glad that you are taking the time out to share with our listening audience today. Well, Monica, I gave a brief introduction of who you are. Why don't you give us a little bit more background about yourself and tell us where you're from? Um, I am originally from Washington, D.C., but now I live in Los Angeles. Okay. And I, as you, you mentioned, I have my professional organizing business, which started out as just a quick way to make money when I was in college. And I was also a student athlete. And it quickly grew into something bigger. And now that I have, you know, I guess, trudged through the worst parts of business owning and had the highs and the lows, I'm able to train others to do what I did and to scale more quickly than I did when I was young and knew nothing about the industry. So I, I thoroughly enjoy what I do with organizing, organizing, whether it be helping people clear through clutter, um, create systems or helping others create their business in the space of organization. 
Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, you know, as you were talking and as I was thinking about our interview today, I wanted to give our show for today a theme. And so today's theme for this podcast is Organize Your Life for Success. Organize Your Life for Success. You know, the podcast is really a podcast that, you know, is created to to help individuals really pursue their passion and their purpose full time. It's It's a show that will allow individuals to receive content and information from those who have decided to pursue their passion and purpose full time and then also create income from doing that. And so I always like to have individuals that I think have really navigated their way through pursuing their own personal passion and purpose and then figuring out how they have created income and created a living from doing that. And so one of my first questions that I want to ask you on today is, why don't you share with the listening audience today, what does it really mean to pursue your passion and purpose to you, Monica? Um, To me, well, to me, I believe that pursuing your passion and purpose is just getting really honest with yourself about what moves you forward. Mm -hmm. And I think most people aren't really honest what moves them forward. Sometimes it seems like a silly thing uh, that motivates them. Sometimes anger motivates people. Mm -hmm. Sometimes uh, sadness motivates people or sometimes transferring energy to others motivates people. And I think when you can really assess yourself and say, Hey, what are all the things that really move me to act in my past? Um, and then you, you align that with an interest. I think that's really powerful and, and you'll see a lot more success that way. You don't have to necessarily follow this big, huge idea and conquer world issues. Sometimes it's just being honest about what your driving force is and pairing it with something that you thoroughly enjoy or are, 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 you know, interested in. Great, great, great. So as you are working in the field of organizing and, and helping people uh, sort through or get rid of their clutter, how was it that you found yourself in this particular business as it pertains to uh, organization and uh, helping individuals kind of sort through their clutter. Would you say that that was a part of your passion or connected to your purpose? I was a complete disaster when I became a professional organizer. Okay. Um, actually, I it was the complete opposite of what I was. Uh, my room was always a mess in college. I just was really careless with money. I was always late for everything. I just didn't have integrity. I was a good person, a good friend, but I lacked integrity. And um, it was one day I put up a picture on, on Facebook. This is 10 years ago. Mm -hmm. Um, I think I was like 18 or 19 years old and I was proud that I had lost a bunch of weight cheerleading at my college. And somebody mentioned, you know, I'm sitting there in a cute little outfit showing off my body in athletic wear. And somebody said, wow, nice room. You need to clean it up. And then all these, all these comments came in about how how much of a tornado my room was. And so I started to think, you know, wow, I, I, you know, that's when I'd started my business and around the time that I started doing that. And I thought, okay, I've got to align what I'm doing with, with what I'm teaching others. Mm -hmm. And that was kind of an eye opener for me because I, what I enjoyed, um, and what drove me 
um, was different than what I was actually providing for people. So it was coming into alignment with, with, I liked basically inspiring people to, I guess, get out of their own way. And a lot of people's excuses are I'm late or I have too much, too much stuff in my house or I don't have money. And I was helping these people, but it wasn't until I could get out of my own way and clear my own mess up that I could really, um, teach them powerfully. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah. You know, and so when you talk about that, you know, we have a tendency to always be able to see the mess in others' lives and sometimes miss the mess in our own lives. And as we are out attempting to help other individuals be the best that they can be, the first person who has to take the medicine of what we're trying to offer other people is ourselves. And so it's interesting that while you were uh, helping others, someone had to help you see that, hey, you know, your life is not as organized or your life or your space may not be as organized as the spaces that you are wanting to help us get ours to uh, organize. And so maybe you need to work on getting yours together first, and then you can help us more powerfully, as you said, uh, to get ours together. So I think that is a great, great lesson to learn is that we have to be first partakers of the information that we are trying to teach or share with other people before we can truly, really help somebody transform and change their own lives. Exactly. And in coaching people, you, if you're not looking at who you are at the same time that you are instructing them, uh, you're not going to grow. And I think growth is a, is a major part of teaching others. Uh, we learn more about ourselves and we change and we get better when we teach others and we, we make it into breakdown, breakdownable parts. And the one thing I learned about, you know, seeing who I really was, was this, it's, what is happening on the inside is manifesting on the outside. And sometimes it looks like physical clutter in the house. Sometimes it looks like a chaotic lifestyle. You're never on time. You're never in the right place. You don't have your things together and everybody else has it together. You have, you know, relationships that are breaking down and it all starts within. So that, that was the one point where I was like, Oh, if you look within you, it it definitely matches what's on the exterior. That is so true. That is a tweetable right there. What is going on on the inside will manifest itself on the outside. I always had this point of view, especially during my season of dating. I would always say that you could tell a lot about an individual by the way they keep their car and the way they keep their house. Yeah. If you pay attention to those two things, you will learn a lot about an individual. So that is so true. What is going on on the inside will manifest itself on the outside. Yes, indeed. So what's been the biggest obstacle that you have overcome in pursuing your passion in helping people get organized or to get rid of the clutter in their lives? What's been your biggest obstacle? I think one of my biggest obstacles um, has been consistency. That was a huge lesson for me. Um, Even if you have all the right material down, even if you have advice that is amazing. If you aren't consistent and you don't have a program that people can rely on and learn, um, and, and you're just kind of jumping around and contacting them when you feel like contacting them, serving them when you feel like serving them, going on lots of breaks and vacations, having long periods of time where you, you don't have communication with your clients. Um, 
that does not help you scale your business properly. You don't grow that way. So, uh, that was a big obstacle for me, learning consistency and learning that entrepreneurship and working for yourself doesn't mean that everyone who hires you is at the whim of your schedule and your needs. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And so in what way have you been able to be consistent to those who you serve? Well, a little bit of organization for myself. So, you know, instead of just scheduling people all week long at, at different times, it's, it's being more thoughtful about my own schedule, about my own limitations, about, uh, certain days where I know I'm not going to be uh, a people person or this or that. So it's it's taking care of my own schedule, maximizing it so it's the most efficient and effective. And also just having integrity, just making sure that, you know, when you say you're going to do something, when you say you're going to be somewhere, when you say you're going to contact someone, that you absolutely do it and there's no excuse why you don't. So just tuning into integrity and creating, creating my own organizational systems for getting back to people or sending automatic updates, things like that. Wow. 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 You know, what I get from that and the phrase, mind your own business, meaning that if you take care of your business, if you take care of serving in your business and doing the thing that you are truly called and passionate about, then the business will take care of you. And so that consistency is key to changing your life, uh, get, getting rid of clutter, organizing yourself, you know, having a consistent habit of success, a consistent habit of greatness really helps uh, not only in business, but in our lives. And so that is very key is consistency. Yes, definitely. So now I want to turn to helping the listening audience learn more about how you were able to turn your passion of organization into a business and how you were able to create opportunity. And so if someone were to ask you, well, where do I start if I know I'm not particularly living my purpose or pursuing my passion, and I want to do that in partnership with the work that I love, where do I start? Well, I started doing things backwards. Um, I kind of went for what I wanted to do and I didn't learn proper business practices um, mm -hmm. or, or marketing. Marketing is the most important thing you can learn. So I would suggest to anybody, if you want to start a business or you want to scale your business, you need to go to thought leaders and, and information sources that teach marketing and teach business structure. Mm -hmm. Because even if you have a weak idea, it can grow into something stronger. It can be more in tune with your passion but if you don't have the self-discipline, if you don't have the tools to make a thriving business, if you don't have the long hours and work ethic in place and the inspiration from other thought leaders, then if even the best idea in the world isn't going to go anywhere. So the best thing you can do is pick out certain business sources and thought leaders in the business world to teach you marketing and, and strategic business practices so you can start moving forward effectively. And one of the best people that has taught me um, so much is uh, Brendan Burchard. I've gone to a few of his seminars. I'm not a seminar junkie. I don't go to a lot of these things, but I've picked certain people and certain websites that have resonated with me. And he definitely is, is someone that I hands down give it all to because I... I had a passion and I was going for it, but since I've started listening to him and started implementing what he's taught and using his resources, things have gotten a lot better. Right. And, um, I think that if you have structure and you have goals and you have a timeline, 
any uh, even even an idea that's not fully fleshed out, but but you are interested in can become something very um, promising. Yeah, 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 yeah. And so a good place to start is to find a mentor or hire a coach to help you kind of dig deep to learn more about what those passions are that you have and to be able to teach you uh, the technical things about how to step out and start a business, teach you the scalable things that will help you to be able to sustain your business. And so I think those are some great uh, keys to starting and taking that first step is to find a mentor or hire a coach. Yeah, definitely. I think mentors are really important. Um, someone that is that has done well and you can bounce ideas off of and someone that helps you focus in your thoughts and that can be a coach as well. Um, I think I think with coaches, you should be a little, unless you're hiring just a plain and simple life coach. Mm-hmm. Um, I think when it comes to business coaching, you should already have have the idea in place. Right. Um, and before that you should definitely do your research because if you don't do your research in your market, um, you can hire a business coach and it doesn't really, it won't be as effective unless you know your market, knowing your market, like the back of your hand is one of your biggest assets. And then you can kind of spar with your, your, um, business coach. You can, reach different levels because you know everything there is to know, you know, uh, about your industry. Right. So those two hand in hand, just being really knowledgeable, doing the, doing due diligence and research, and then coming together with someone who can help you focus in partnerships are great for that too. If somebody's a little more experienced than you are, um, and, and doesn't want to do something alone. So now let's talk about that a little bit. You said doing your research and knowing your market. What do you mean by that? Like give us a, an example of how you did that for your particular business. So for instance, um, I've been doing one-on-one organizing with homes and also with, with businesses. But what I realized is in my industry, um, a lot of professional organizers are going to conferences or in groups that it's just a bunch of other organizers and they're all meeting each other. They're kind of in competition with each other and they're learning resources are basically new organizational products or, um, classes, things like that on, on, you know, more organizing type information. Instead, what I realized was, was that there wasn't a lot of information on how much the average professional organizer is making, how much per month in what category, um, what products they provide, just, just a lot of detailed market research about what the, the average professional organizer does on a daily basis. And I thought that was information that needed to be, to be tracked. So mm-hmm. I went out and I, um, I put out a pretty detailed survey to several thousand professional organizers just to get a realistic, uh, perspective on exactly how much they're making and where they're making it and what, what technology they're using to track their, their revenue and their customers and things like that. So I had to kind of seek out more information because there wasn't enough there. But if you have a certain industry that has more information, maybe it's, you know, um, music or, or relationship or psychology or things like that, there's just an abundance of information, just knowing exactly the path people have taken before you to really get to higher levels of that business, just knowing 
um, statistics about who your ideal client is and what their needs are, because I think a lot of people create products of what they think people need, and it's not an actual need. And um, you have to kind of figure out what people need that they don't know they need. And a lot of product and program creation is just kind of self-serving of somebody who genuinely wants to help and wants to be a coach, but they don't really have any idea of what people are actually struggling with. Right. Uh, you know, and I like what you said that you, you, you want to provide your customer or those whom you're serving what they want while at the same time giving them what they need. Yes. And I think that is one key thing that I've learned in my business is that I need to know what the customer wants. Mm-hmm. But m- most often than not, the customer wants one thing, not really fully understanding that in order to really fully access that one thing that they want, there is a need that they're missing that they don't know. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And so, and so that's what that's what research is, is if you start researching trends, uh, spending trends, um, if you go into forums and you see a lot of popular opinions and you see holes in your market that's the kind of research you need to do because you're identifying an actual need, a gaping hole in the industry that's not being filled. And then when you go to a business coach, it's like, look, here's, here's the actual real problem that either people need and they don't know they need, or they know they need, but it's not important because there is nothing to fill the hole in which to solve that problem. So then when you go to your business coach, it's like, Hey, I've got something real here, something tangible. Give me the best strategy. I'm going to implement it. I'm going to do everything you say. I'm going to be completely coachable and we're going to move this forward. Wow. 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 That is a great lesson to learn. A great lesson to learn is to do your market research, to understand what the wants are of those whom you're wanting to serve. And notice that I'm saying serve and not sell. Mm -hmm. You're wanting to serve. And then you help them to see what their needs are based on what their wants are. And so that is very key to understand. And so as you have been pursuing and growing and, and moving your business forward, what has been your number one ritual or practice that helps to keep you motivated in your life and in work? Wow, one. <laughs> That's hard. Um, I think this is going to sound a little strange, but creating a mantra. Um, and I hate the word mantra because I think people think of prayer and meditation, which there's nothing wrong with that. I meditate all the time. But it's the one sentence that you say to yourself that moves you through negative times um, or procrastination or distraction. Mm-hmm. So sometimes, for instance, when I'm running, and this and this helps me through everything, when I'm running and I'm kind of out of shape and I haven't done it in a few days or a few weeks or maybe even a month, I want to quit or I want to, my brain start, your brain starts to talk to you and it's like, oh, you just walk for a minute. You'll be fine. Then we'll start running again. But you know, you're not going to run again once you start to walk. Um, I have just a short phrase and sometimes it's a really stupid phrase, but it's just the words you decide and repeat in your head over and over until it becomes the action. So it's just to the stop sign, just to the stop sign, just to the stop sign. And in the morning when I, I try to get up pretty early every single day, I, I kind of find pride in waking up before, you know, before everyone else does. It's kind of like, 
huh, I, you know, I'm better than you. I woke up earlier, but it's a little <laughs> mantra I have where it's like, I'm laying in bed and I'm like, okay, um, something, it could be anything. It could be, this is going to start your day or, or we, the day starts here, the day starts here. And then it's, or just get up. And it's a very short phrase that, and it push, if you get really good at repeating your mantra and making that kind of your daily prayer in each activity, mm-hmm. it can push you forward, especially if you're prone to distraction or busy work or, or just taking a break. So, um, I think that that would be my daily ritual is, is creating a mantra for every activity. I mean, sometimes the activities have the same mantra, um, but, but usually just making something up that, that I can repeat in my head. And when you get used to it, it's actually your driving force. It becomes a rhythm. So creating your rhythm is really important. Yeah. I'm a huge advocate of mantras and affirmations. And I think that, you know, what we begin to speak about ourselves is what we create in our atmosphere and in our environment. And there are always different, sometimes for me, scriptures, affirmations, mantras that I use in times of, of challenge in times of, of times where I need a little bit of boost of inspiration. You know, there are things that I have rehearsed in my mind that I'm able to tell myself in order to get me to press past that particular obstacle that I may be facing. Or sometimes it may not necessarily be an obstacle. It's just that you just want to have that feeling of accomplishment, have that feeling that you are going to make it in spite of what it may look like. And so having a mantra, an affirmation, or scripture really can help you make it through whatever situation you may have to have to endure. And so at this time, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we'll be right back with Monica Fay as we talk about organizing your life to success. Are you a corporate executive or career professional who's ready to take your life back, ready to take your time back, and you've thought about becoming a coach, a speaker, a trainer, or consultant in your own business. Well, I want to invite you to schedule a brand maximization discovery session so that I can help you to uncover that expertise and learn how to properly package yourself in an online-based business. I'm Markeith Brayton, personal brand strategist and master lifestyle coach, who's all about helping corporate executives and career professionals to maximize and monetize their personal brand online so that they can create a location-free business and live the life that they crave. What I know for sure is that you want to be doing something that's fulfilling and that's exciting and that provides great value to the world. You want to make a greater impact on the lives of individuals. And you know that if you keep doing what you've always done, you'll always get the results that you've always got. So schedule a brand maximization discovery session by going to my website, markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. That's markeithbrayton.com forward slash consultation. And let's maximize and monetize your personal brand. Welcome back. We are talking to Monica Faye, the founder of Totally Normal Chaos. She is a professional organizer and she has a professional organizing company once again called Totally Normal Chaos. And Monica was just sharing uh, a number one 
ritual or practice that she uses to stay motivated, and that was to recite a mantra that she has created or has come up with in order to help her get her day started or to get motivated and inspired. And so we were just talking about how we can have a ritual or a practice that we do on a regular daily basis that keeps us motivated in our life and in our work. And so we will continue today's podcast. And Monica, I have a, another quick question for you. And I just want to know, at what point did you realize that you could turn your passion for organizing and helping people into a viable business that produced income and revenue? Well, um, I just have always, I guess since I was very young, always believed that anything that I set my mind to, I absolutely could achieve. I've always had people in my life that I think they were trying to protect me. So they always told me, Monica, no, be careful. Don't do that. That's not the way we get a traditional job. And I've always had this fighting force in me that, you know, even my parents didn't understand was that any, literally anything I say, anything I put my mind to, I absolutely can make happen. So I realized that I could make this profitable when the doubters started shouting louder and they didn't mean it out of harm. I mean, some did, but most of the people that were close to me didn't it didn't resonate with them. And it, and when I felt more pushback, that's when I realized I'm absolutely committed to making this happen, regardless of what others say. And I will make money doing it um, some way, somehow. So I was very young, you know, just the word no means yes. So um, <laughs> to me, so that's when I realized that I absolutely can make this profitable, because it just there was no other choice for me. That was it. Awesome. When the doubters start to get louder, keep pressing your way towards your dream. Exactly. I I like that. When the doubters start to get louder, keep pressing your way towards your dreams. And sometimes we have a tendency to back down and to back up on our dreams because the doubters seem to have more control over our movement than our own thoughts do. But that was a, a great... Uh, segue into uh, helping people to understand that, you know, things may not look like you're going to make it. Things may not seem like they're in your favor. People may not necessarily agree with the way or the route that you're taking, but those are signs that if you keep pressing, that your reward is at the end. Exactly. Yeah. And, and the other thing about doubters is, is doubters are your biggest way to validate your product in the market. So a doubter will tell you something's not going to work, but you have to, you have to think, okay, if, if they think this particular thing doesn't work, what could I tweak to make it work without completely quitting? Because a lot, sometimes no's are your biggest guidance to making a better product or a better service. Mm -hmm. And so every doubter, it doesn't have to be, Oh, you know, screw you because you don't believe in what I'm doing. Sometimes it's like, okay, what small shift could I make to make this something that people believe in? And also sometimes, um, a doubter has good information because you might be on track with your product, but your lifestyle might not be serving others. You might be a flake in order to, you know, get a little bit extra money in to make your idea go forward. Or you might not, you might, um, 
be somebody who overpromises and underdelivers. So sometimes a doubter doesn't mean that they're necessarily a hater. It, sometimes they're good for a shift in behavior or a little tweak in what you're offering. So a doubter can be a strength in many different ways. That's good. You know, and I, and what I get from that is that a doubter can just really be feedback. Yes. Feedback to uh direction that you may need to go in or something that you may need to correct in order to make that doubter into a potential customer or a ten, or potential supporter. And it sometimes just means a little tweak to something. And so pay attention to what they're saying. Don't just uh, deny or, uh, or not listen to what is being said. That's good. Good advice. So as we prepare to wrap up the show, I like to talk about resources that you use sometimes to help enhance your productivity or your life. And so what's the one online resource tool, website, or application that has helped you to kind of remain productive or helped you in your business? Well, this one's, um, this one is actually more related to relationship with my client. I really enjoy using square. Um, and I'm part, I'm actually now partnered with them because I loved them so much and I used them for so many years, but that, uh, that really helped get over the obstacle of tracking revenue for me Okay. because especially if you're a beginner taking money from clients, this is square is the best thing you can do. A lot of people do checks or cash or like they just track things on a spreadsheet and they don't really track it every time square every time you use it puts the amount that you, that you received. It has, you can do monthly printouts of revenue. You can use their charts for your taxes. You can give, you can send people, um, invoices and they can pay it on pay that are payable online. And it's just a really great resource for keeping all the money that you bring in on track. So I think square square card readers are amazing and it really helped me with tracking all my revenue. Yeah. And it's not that expensive either. I know that there's a small surcharge for each transaction, but I think that it is a good use of having uh, your square or your, your PayPal card reader with you to be able to track your revenue, but also just to have easy access for people to be able to use their credit cards or debit cards to be able to purchase services from you. So I think that is a great resource. I believe that readers are leaders and I am an avid reader. And so what books have you have had the biggest impact on you? Maybe you can give us maybe two books that you think have had the impact, the greatest impact on you. Um, Well, I have three, but I'll just say them quickly. Um, The first and one that has been my Bible for so many years is The 4-Hour Workweek by Tim Ferriss. Mm -hmm. And um, that one has just served me forever. It's so inspirational, and I I love him. And then also Lean Startup is, is probably my newest Bible, business Bible, I'd say, because it teaches you how to track and how to verify your product in the market and just all, all the nerdy little, uh, validation you need to make sure that you actually have a market and you have an audience and that you are taking a scientific approach to creating a business that is more likely to succeed. And the third one is, um, 
It's called By Invitation Only, How We Built Guilt and Changed the Million the Way Millions Shop. And that is by the two women that started the website guilt.com. Okay. And they teach everything about how they marketed it and branded it and how they really built a website that literally changed the way people buy product online. Wow. Wow. Well, great. Well, listeners, these resources will be provided to you in our podcast notes section. I'll be sure to include the book titles as well as a URL if you decide to want to purchase these books. And also I will leave information in our notes section for Square if you are an upstart entrepreneur or someone who does some business on the side, I think that the square would be a great resource for you to use as well. So as we wrap up our show, can you give us one piece of advice that you would give someone who was ready to make the shift and get on purpose in their life and start their entrepreneurial endeavor? Track everything and get started. That's it. Track everything, get started and Always do what you say you're going to do. Have integrity. So those are the three things. Track everything, get started, and have integrity. Do yes. what you say you're going to do. Mm-hmm. Where can the listening audience, where can they find you online? You can find me in two places. My website is totallynormalchaos.com, or you can go to Facebook where I'm a little more active. It's facebook.com slash totallynormalchaos. Well, I want to thank you once again, Monica, for joining us on the cast. You gave us some great information, some great content to be able to think about. And I am just thankful for you taking the time out to share with us. 